Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, debonair host, Kellen Conley. I'm also mad, but we're going to get to that in two seconds. Hyphenation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, Washington-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com and also by Mark Rob. Written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson, the MarkRob.wordpress.com, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. Marcus writes prolific paragraphs of pontification. Dope pontification. Make sure you check him out. He's still trying to sneak in a few more pieces before the new year. Again, that's the not Z, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot WordPress dot com. <sighs> I'm mad, y'all. I'm real mad. Y'all remember X amount of episodes ago where <sighs> I was thinking about the Raiders playoff chances. Anybody remember that? Let's see. That was before these four games, this, these five games happened. We were, were, the Raiders record is now, surprisingly, still good enough for second in the AFC West. But the Raiders are now six and eight. When I recorded that podcast, I believe it was before the Bengals game. And so, since I proclaimed in the podcast that we had a chance of making the playoffs, the Raiders have went one and four with a four-game losing streak. They're now six and eight. Definitely out of playoff hunt. I don't know if there's been an official elimination mathematically, but the Raiders are done. And when I was looking at the schedule, man, I mean, we had just beat the Chargers. I'm fairly certain that's when I recorded it. And I was like, all right, let's look at what we got. Hell, I could have even recorded for the Chargers game. I was like, Bengals, that should be a W. Jets, that should be a W. Chiefs, probably a loss. Titans, before the Titans got super hot and was rattling off all those wins before today. It's like Titans, that's an iffy one, but I think we could win it. And then Jaguars, that's a win. Like, I really thought we could win every game, but the Chiefs game, man, it was it was all lined up for us, man. And regardless of when I, when I had that conversation, um, we beat the Chargers, we beat the Bengals, wherever that was. <clears throat> but then we came across the country to play the Jets, and the Jets beat us 34-3. to Come to Kansas City, and even though Mahomes and Tyreek Hill don't have their best games, we still lose 40 to 9. Then the Titans game, we're in that game for most of the game. At halftime, it was 21 21, and then it was only 28 21 by the end of the third. But then the Titans rattled off two more touchdowns, 42 21, ball game. And then this week, man. The last game at Oakland Alameda Stadium. That's where we still play at, right? It didn't have some dumb name. <laughs> Tell what kind of fan I am. I'm like, I don't even know what their stadium's called. These make me mad. Yeah, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. It was the over overstock.com Coliseum for a while. So that's why I got confused, man. The very last home game in Oakland Raiders history for now. Because Lord knows we've come back. (laughs) And 10-3 after the first against the Jags. 16-3 after two in Oakland. Even 16-6 at the end of the third. 
And this team just crapped the bed in the fourth quarter. Two touchdowns, both to Chris Conley. And the Raiders lose, man, just like that. (sighs) Their final home game in Oakland. Garner Minshew, the man who, he's a rookie, who was backing up Nick Foles beginning of the year until Nick Foles broke his collarbone. And even with Foles coming back from the collarbone injury, gets his starting job back. Those two fourth quarter touchdowns to Chris Conley, which is more more dirt in the, in the wound, and more salt in the wound because he used to play for the Chiefs. And and the Raiders lose at home, and the fans started throwing trash on the field and booing, and Derek Carr got booed, and all the players are like, no, we're so sad to leave, blah, blah, blah. It's been great memories here. Whatever. Al would be firing everybody, man. But not Mark. Mark's the one who gave Gruden $100 million for 10 years. So we're going to be here for a while, folks. He's the one that's supposed to lead us into Vegas, which is supposed to be happening next season. Stadium is completed. <sighs> we went from controlling our own destiny to controlling nothing at all. Like, there was media people saying how the Raiders were kind of a threat in the AFC. That didn't last very long, did it? No. Not at all. Oh, man. I mean, I... I just don't understand what changed. And you could blame it on our excessive travel schedule. Like, let's just look at it real quick. Let's break it down for y'all. Just so we're, we're clear. So, home, home, first two games. Then, road, road, home on October 6th. And then, road, road, Home on November 3rd. Home, road, or no, home, home, road, road, home, home. But the, the gaps in between going to London and then it just seemed like there was a long time earlier in the season where we weren't home for a while. And it didn't even matter because if home meant anything, we would have won this game today. You know what the Jaguars record is? Anybody want to answer that question for me? Five and nine. They were four and nine coming into this game. And here we are now with another loss. Our only hope is that maybe somehow we win out to get to 500. And I guess that would be a successful season. But the way this season has gone. We're going to take these next two L's, be 6-10, and 10, and finish fourth in the AFC West after contending for the title for most of the season. Let's, let's, just, be, let's just be frank, man. Like Derek Carr is probably not our answer. Ever since he got his leg broke, there are one good year here, which would have been 2016. Not one good year in Oakland, but one good year in the past few seasons when we had Jack Del Rio. Ever since his he got hurt, he hasn't been the same quarterback. Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell y'all about it's like a podcast or whatever. 
We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. <laughs> Have a good day, puddings, and love, trust, and belief. We've been trying to cope with that reality. That reality is hard, man. And then we've been we traded away Lil Mac for a bunch of draft picks, and draft picks have been good, man. Like we got Josh Jacobs. I think that was one of the picks that from the Lil Mac trade we turned that into Josh Jacobs, and one of the most exciting running backs to be in Oakland since um, Latavius Murray when he he was part of the team a few years ago. Now he's. Uh, running alongside Camara in New Orleans. But like he's probably honestly our our first really exciting running back. And I know you're like, oh Marshawn Lynch. Like, yeah, Marshawn Lynch was great, but he just wanted to play in Oakland, man. That's why he came out of retirement and he did that for two years. Marshawn didn't impact our offense like that. And then some may point at um, who's your boy uh, McFadden? McFadden was exciting. He was, but he wasn't. He wasn't consistent enough, and we weren't good enough to warrant him being. Like he was a high draft pick with all the hype, and like yeah, yeah, we got Darren McFadden. That's awesome. I mean, I was excited for that. I guess, but obviously, the hype didn't last. And then you got Darren Waller playing great at tight end. Of course, we all know what happened with what's-his-face at the beginning of the year. Our wide receiving core never recovered. We have no consistent receivers, man. And it's tough, man. It's I mean, people talk about Derek Carr, and like I just talked about Derek Carr. But let's just look at our stats for our receiving stats today. So Derek Carr was 22 for 36, 267 yards, and one touchdown. That, that's, that's feasible, you know. Jacobs had 89 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. Again, he's great at producing yardage. He doesn't get in the end zone a lot, not this season at least. He's only a rookie. Darren Waller, who I just mentioned, was our top target. Eight receptions, 122 yards, no touchdowns. Tyrell Williams had our lone touchdown catch. And then I had two catches. Then Richard had two catches. Ingold had three for 22. And then there's just nobody. There's n- We have no receivers, man. Tyrell Williams is our next best receiver on the team. And you know what else kills us? We had absolutely no sacks today. I lied. We had two sacks today. No interceptions. Oh, and, and Google says it's o, it is O.co Coliseum. Eh, whatever. You know what? Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. <sighs> I, the Hard Knock curse is still in full effect. No team that's ever been on HBO's Hard Knocks has made it to the playoffs. So that curse is still intact. I thought we may be the team to break it, but not so fast, my friend. Get my Lee Corso on. Al would have everybody's heads, man. He would not give a f- He wouldn't care. He would just, like, go get them. Fire him. Get him out of here. He would be having a press conference cussing and ranting and raving. And I don't even know if Mark Davis has made a statement. I mean, he probably been. He probably said something about, oh, we're sad to leave Oakland. I bet you you are sad to leave Oakland, Mark Davis. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Wait. Mark Davis says he's not particularly nostalgic about the Raiders' second stint in Oakland. <laughs> Hold on. What do you say? Let's see. He said, 
Oh man. Grateful for the fans. Raiders football from '95 to 2019 has not has been has not been easy for anyone involved. He didn't say that. That's just what the writer said. They didn't really even say what quote he said. He said the most memorable game we had was we were 0 and 10 against the Chiefs at home Thursday night, and uh, that was 2014. Man, that was you know what? That was a hell of a game. I watched that game. <clears throat> Mark Davis don't care. Say what you will about Al moving the team to L.A. and back and everything. And you can say what you wanted about Al in the years after our Super Bowl appearance up until his death. Al really showed he gave a shit about the Raiders, you know? And... I thought Mark Davis was maybe trying to show that route when he too hastily fired Jack Del Rio after one bad year. But then, with the Gruden move and then the trades, and not to mention Amari Cooper trade, <laughs> ship him out last season to Dallas. And ever since, him and Dak have been one of the best quarterback wide receiver combos in the entire league. Let's not forget that, anyone, because I sure haven't. And here the Raiders are not not going to have another another losing year. Probably six and ten. I just feel like for them to be able to go on the road and win in even in Los Angeles with a bunch of Oakland fans and Denver where, of course, we stomped out Denver. And uh, we didn't well, we didn't stomp out Denver, but we beat Denver week one, and I was shocked. Because just real quick, we beat Denver. Whenever my phone goes back to it. It's coming, people, I promise. Okay. <laughs> this is why I need to quit podcasting. All right. Yeah, we beat Denver 24-16 in week one, okay? And at, there were times this season Denver had been, has been a laughing stock of the NFL. But let's take a peek at uh, what Denver's done this season, okay? Just real quick, just follow me because you're, you're going to be intrigued. I promise. Here we go. So, they lost to the Chiefs today. That's not a big surprise. They crushed the Texans last week. And the Texans just beat the Titans. Um, just stopped the Titans winning the streak. And they just beat the Patriots. And the Titan, Texans are officially the weirdest team in the NFL right now. Uh, they beat the Chargers. No show against the Bills. Uh, beat the B- Browns a few weeks back. Gave the Broncos some trouble. Okay, they're not that good. (laughs) They're still not that good. But the thing is, the Broncos have been showing up to play football. The Oakland Raiders have not showed up to play football in five or six weeks. I thought that we were going to let the Bengals have their first win. No, thankfully it wasn't us. Didn't matter. Four straight losses. Another missed opportunity at the playoffs. Another disappointing year for Raider Nation. Al Al just seemed like he gave a fuck. And Davis seemed like he gave a fuck sometimes, especially with Jack Del Rio. But now that he finally landed Gruden, he's content to sit back and watch what his investment does. And next year's going to be year three for Gruden. Losing season last year. Losing season this year. First season in Las Vegas. I'll be really interested to see what 
Raiders tried out on the field next year. Could have been different if we had kept what's-his-face. And yes, I know his name. I'm preferring not to say it. I know I'm really bad at names, but I'm just not going to say it. Would it have been different? I don't know. At least we'd have had a target. But I felt, even going in, we were getting into another Randy Moss situation where it's like we picked up Randy Moss after he wore out his welcome in Minnesota. We picked up Randy Moss. And then... Two uneventful years, Randy Moss. He says he only plays hard when he wants to. Ship him out to New England for some draft picks. And what's he do in New England? Explodes for uh, NFL records and is literally a miracle catch and a few plays away from winning a Super Bowl with an undefeated team in 2007. Meanwhile, we're twiddling our thumbs. Hell, it almost happened to us again. If all that stuff hadn't came out about the scandals with what's-his-face, the Patriots may have never cut him. Like, he scored a touchdown in his first game with the Patriots. <sighs> Thankfully, what's-his-face just can't get out of his own way. So there, there you are, guys. You have a mad, disgruntled, Sad, disappointed Raiders fan. Right after his team falls to 6-8 and eight on the year. As they blow a fourth quarter lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are nowhere near as good as their Super Bowl team a few years back. And in a situation we definitely shouldn't have lost, like, you would have thought that something would have worked out in our favor for us to stay on top. Obviously, it did not. I had the score live on my phone, and, you know, I just I saw it creeping up. 16-6. 16-13. 16-14. We're about to blow this game. They're about to blow this game, and I, I just turned off the live score. Went back playing my Mario Kart tour. You know? And sure enough, I was like, oh, let me see if they pulled it out, you know? I don't even know if the game was on. It probably wasn't. It was in Oakland. Pulled up the score. 2016. The Raiders lose. Heartbreaking fashion. For the eighth time in the 2019 NFL season. So this will probably be the last time I talk about the Raiders this NFL season. It was fun while it lasted. I'm still a Raiders fan through and through. I love me some Raiders. Truth be told, if I was going to jump NFL franchises, I'd probably be a Ravens fan. I'm just going to say it. I'm drinking a little whiskey with some water right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling mad, but also chill. Anthony doesn't listen to this anyway. So yeah, I'd probably be a Ravens fan. I like I like John Harbaugh. I fuck with Flacco. I like that Reed. I like Ray Lewis. Fuck Ray Rice. Didn't, I never was a big fan of his anyway, even before all this stuff happened. So I like the way that franchise has been run. I I like the colors. I like the I, I I like that they got strong rivals rivals in the Steelers and the Browns. Tough division. And I, I just really like how that team's run. So if I was <clears throat> to ever jump ship, just don't go to Baltimore. <laughs> but I'm still here. I have never wavered from the Raiders. And I don't plan on wavering. Looking forward to Vegas. I'm sad we couldn't win our last home game, but say la vie, man. Damn Raiders. <sighs> hey, the Bulls beat the Clippers, so there's that. Woo! Pop the champagne. Where's Ron Browse at? <sighs> Next topic. 
So in case y'all ain't know, there's a new Star Wars movie about to come out. That's right. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. Directed by J.J. Abrams, December 20th. We're so close. Shoot, that's this week, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, snap. I didn't even realize. That's right. The third movie in the third trilogy of Star Wars films that began in 1977 with Star Wars, which eventually became A New Hope. And from there, A New Hope went to Empire Strikes Back in 1980. And then in 1980, not 1980, from 1980 we went to 1983, Return of the Jedi. And then in 1999, we got... The Phantom Menace, the prequel, the first episode. 2002, we came back with Attack of the Clones. And then finally, episode three, Revenge of Sith. And now, 2019, the rise of Skywalker is upon us. Two years ago, Last Jedi, 2015, Force Awakens. So, I just want to talk about this real briefly, fam. Of course, Ryan Johnson directed The Last Jedi. And y'all can go listen. I encourage you to go listen to episode 44. Where I talked about The Last Jedi at length. I love that film. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Period. No ifs, ands. And that movie, to this day, gets trashed. Trashed. It ruined my childhood. Luke would never do that. Why was Luke drinking out of a giant cow's titty? Well, that's a little much. I agree with you there. When did Leia you learn how to use the Force? Why did we go to Casino Planet? Blah, 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 blah. Why did Poe do this? Why wouldn't Leia tell Poe this and that? This is dumb. I don't like this. Why did they sit there and bomb them and blah, 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 and they could have moved in? How in the world did Luke Force project a goat like himself across a galaxy like that? Luke could never do that. That's not how the Force works. Luke is a Luke is a Sith or, or Yoda's a Sith Jedi now. He's a Sith because he used lightning. Oh, God, my head's hurting already. So after literally six to eight months of Ryan Johnson and Cass defending Last Jedi against the Star Wars purist. Who were coming for him. I don't know when it was announced. But eventually comes out that. J.J. Abrams is returning. To complete. The trilogy. He started with Force Awakens. He's coming back to finish it off. With the Rise of Skywalker. And. Ryan Johnson has caught a lot of flack. From fans. And that's fine. Ryan Johnson's defending himself. He said this, that, and the third. I think it's a great film. And you know what? Several other people think it's a good film. And don't and think it doesn't hurt Star Wars canon at all. Ray wasn't anyone special. Who's her parents? Nobody? Why did Snoke get killed so quickly? Blah 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 blah. Ooh, 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 ooh. <sighs> Bruh. So apparently, as we draw nearer to episode 9, of course the, the actors, the actors of, of the Star Wars films, including Daisy Ridley and, and John Boyega, have come forth 
with some interesting information. Pretty much saying how uh, they felt so much more comfortable with JJ back in the pirate seat, pirate seat, pilot seat, and oh, it was so weird with Ryan and. We didn't quite agree with the story that Ryan was trying to tell. But now that JJ's back, it feels a lot like it did when we all got on set and we're doing Force Awakens. He brought back that feeling and that energy. And he may, and you know, we didn't, like, they're essentially throwing Ryan Johnson under the bus. Which blows my mind. Why? What do they have to gain from throwing Ryan Johnson under the bus? It's two years later. And you know what it is? Disney trying to course correct and win back all those Star Wars fans who to this day were pissed. Oh, and by the way, those are the same Star Wars fans who lambasted Kelly Tran so badly that she deleted her social media because of these assholes. I think her name is Kelly Marie, yeah, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran. I don't even know if she's back on Instagram. Look, look, here we go. Look, three days ago, Cinema Blend. The Rise of Skywalker's Kelly Marie Tran went into therapy after Last Jedi online harassment. Here's what she recently told Good Morning America. I feel great now. I've been to therapy, which I highly recommend. Also, just the transition of what it was like. I was very much someone who's working a day job, struggling to be an actor, and suddenly I was in Star Wars. I think that sort of transition takes a lot of emotional work, if that makes sense. I'm in a good place now. I'm excited for this movie to come out. I'm excited to be working with J.J. Abrams. I'm doing great. (sighs) Yeah. These same fans that y'all purist have Oh my god. The same people who are purist. Y'all drove this poor girl to therapy because y'all didn't like her that freaking much. How do you sleep at night? Shout out to Lil Dicky. How do you sleep? How do you sleep? Like, it's just so stupid. It's a movie, first and foremost. Y'all shouldn't even have these damn movies, y'all ungrateful bastards. And yet, here we are. And now I'm seeing where J.J. Abrams doubled down on his praise of Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. Ryan's a incredibly talented director. I don't know if you've seen Knives Out, but I loved it. Curly's how a guy a great storyteller. And we just started to shoot Force Wiggins. Um, why? No, it's not even why. I keep saying why. I'm all over the place. Here's the thing. Why does it matter? <laughs> Disney's so worried about y'all fanboys and upsetting y'all with The Last Jedi. But they gotta have that dollar. They want that money. Never mind that y'all same fanboys, along with myself, helped make Avengers Endgame the biggest movie of all time. That's not enough for Disney. They don't want to stand by their director so much that they've brought back J.J., which I think was always the plan. So don't let me just throw that out there without there being any context behind it. But the whole idea was bring back J.J., change some things that was revealed in Last Jedi, 
And therefore, we'll wrap up the story nice and neatly so that going forward, whatever Star Wars movie we do, we don't have to worry about the repercussions of Last Jedi anymore. You know what my biggest fear about Last Jedi was? And I've said it on this podcast before. The Force Awakens was 2015 A New Hope. It really was. Just new faces with some vets in there. I was thinking when I walked into The Last Jedi, I was going to see Empire, except it was going to be 2017. And it wasn't. It was an enriching, engaging, interesting, visually stunning film set in the Star Wars universe about characters I cared about and new ones that I had come to know within the last two years. The Rise of Skywalker is about to be Return of the Jedi 2019. That's that's what I think it is. I did not have that fear anymore after I left Last Jedi. I don't see how we complete this saga, this non-film arc, without there being rehashes of what happened in The Last Jedi. You can look at the trailers. Yeah, Ray and Kylo are fighting. That's been building up. I mean, they fought in, in um, Force Awakens for a very brief moment. They fought side by side in Last Jedi. Now they're on opposite sides of the fences, apparently. There's that thing they keep showing with, with spoilers, by the way, in case anybody's not watching trailers. Um, there's that thing they keep showing of Rey with the red blade, and everybody's like, oh, Rey's a Sith. Oh my God. Rey's a Sith. That's crazy. That's going to happen. Chill. It's amazing how easy it is for a movie studio or a, a company, movie company, entertainment company like Disney to spend billions of dollars to create a film market a film, put out a film, do all the things necessary for launching a blockbuster film two years ago. And then be like, hey, let's take all this money over here and spend all this money to undo some of the things that people hated in the last film so that everybody can go home happy in this movie. And that's that's not storytelling. All we get nowadays, we get some lowbrow comedies, we get comic book movies, and we get reboots. Reboots, reboots, reboots. Out the, out the door. It's like, hmm, how old is this movie? Let's reboot it. Who can we cast in this? Let's reboot it. Matter Ghostbusters. They just had Ghostbusters in... 2015, let's see, it was before I moved in the house. 2015, I'm pretty sure they did the all-female Ghostbusters. They didn't listen to my casting ideas because my casting ideas were fire. But they went with it, girls. They did Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Um, they got in um, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, and spoilers, brought in Chris Hemsworth as the bad guy. And everybody hated it. You know why people hated it? It wasn't that good of a film. It had nothing to do with the fact that it was women Ghostbusters. Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones were delights. Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig played it too straight, I feel like, for them being as funny as they were. It just didn't land. The story was interesting enough. And I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. But you know, when uh your budget is 144 million and your box office is 229.1 million. Well, there's only so much you can do. Because uh, production marketing budget was over $350 million. Film ended up at box office bond with losses up to $125 million for the studio. Because this is that, that number I just read you, the box office, that census came out in 2016. They're rebooting it already. 
Like this Ghostbusters Rebirth is like right around the corner. Like it comes out next year. And of course, Ghostbusters Reboot is going to be, um, I'm sorry, Ghostbusters Afterlife is what they're calling it. I mean, it's supposed to have the original still living Ghostbusters. And it also has your boy Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard. Every time I see him, I just look at him and I think that he's Michael from from Mike from Stranger Things. I get mad at him. Uh, Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace. And the trailer seems cool. The trailer does seem really freaking cool for Ghostbusters Afterlife. But four years. And here we are with a reboot. So we get dumb comedies. We get indie movies. We get superhero movies. And then we get reboots. And people are just so mad that the story didn't go the way they wanted it to with Last Jedi. Well, well, Luke Skywalker would never walk away from the Force. How the fuck do you know? Seriously. Well, I read... I read uh, Darksaber, Light, whatever, what was it called? Uh, that, that Kevin J. Anderson novel. Uh, Dark Lighter. <laughs> oh, man, what was it called? I don't know. I read the Extended Universe stuff, and Luke never did that in those books. Well, you know what? Those books were authorized by Star Wars and, you know, George Lucas. And, you know, George Lucas never said, this is canon. But in y'all's eyes, because they wrote those books for so long, because there was nothing, literally nothing from Jedi until episode one. Y'all took that shit like Moses brought that shit down. And y'all like, we have our Star Wars backstory. This is what was supposed to happen and what was set in stone. And you know what? When... I know I was mad last episode about when Greedo shot first and all this stuff. Your boy, George Lucas, doesn't care about y'all. He sold Star Wars for a big payday. And yet he still has the gall to sit there and... I didn't like The Last Jedi. I didn't like Force Awakens. That's not where my stories were going. You had six movies of your own, George, to tell your story. You even went back and changed the original trilogy to fit your stories and your visions. No one cares that you're over here crying about what they didn't do when you sold it. And no one should care about what happened in Last Jedi. If Last Jedi was straight up a bad movie, like literally Rocky Five bad, um, I don't know, what what a Men in Black International bad. Just if it was a really terrible film, Crystal Skull bad. I like Crystal Skull, but I know Crystal Skull's a bad movie. If it was that freaking bad, fine. Cool, I get it. Y'all deserve to be mad. The Last Jedi tried to do some different things. And you know what people don't like? They don't like change. Fine. Let let's 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 kind of reset things so that people are happier with us going forward. Cause I'm sure the first thing they did was when they saw Solo's numbers come in, they're like Oh, well, this is probably because of The Last Jedi. We gotta fix this. When... When did they say that J.J. was coming on as director of Rise of Skywalker? Because I don't feel like it was immediately known. Because in one part of my head, it feels like... Like in back of my mind it feels like okay Rise of Skywalker I feel like it was supposed to be JJ's movie first another director and then ultimately JJ was supposed to always come back and do the third let me see George Lucas sold his production company Lucasfilm with its Star Wars franchise Dead Walt Disney Disney announced three sequels 
2014 and announced that Ryan Johnson, writer and director of Last Jedi, would write a story treatment for Episode 9. Uh, 2015, Colin Trevorrow was announced as director of film. Um, February 2016, confirmed pre-production. April 2017, did an announcement of film will be released on May 24th. A month later, filming was expected again January 2018. That's perfect to August. August 2017 was announced that Jack Thorne would rewrite the script. 2017. This is August 2017. So this is before. This is before Last Jedi even came out. September 5th, Lucasfilm star Trevor left production following creative differences. Hollywood Reporter reported that blah blah blah. Johnson rumors top choice replaced Trevor's director, but stated was never to plan in the plan for me to direct episode nine. Next day, it was announced J.J. Abrams, the director of Force Awakens, would return to direct the film. So before, before they even had the movie out worldwide, they set this plan in motion to get J.J. back in there. JJ wasn't even supposed to do it. The story team met with George Lucas before writing the new script, which Abrams co wrote with Chris Terrio, Trevorrow, and Connolly. Um, Trevorrow and Connolly retained story credits. Story was rewritten to some extent before filming was completed. Y'all won. Y'all won so fucking hard. Good for you. You're going to go see The Rise of Skywalker and Disney and Star Wars and J.J. is just going to blow y'all down and y'all going to be like, oh, I love Star Wars again. This is delicious. Fuck y'all, man. And you know what? Fuck John Boyega and fuck Daisy Ridley and fuck anybody else who all of a sudden has a problem with what Ryan Johnson did when they filmed three years ago. Like, uh, ain't nobody loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. These actors ain't loyal. But why in God's name would you just throw the man under the bus? I hope that Ryan Johnson makes his next film, and I've heard a good thing about Knives Out. That's his film that he's done this year that came out. Um, critically acclaimed darling I hope that your ass John Boyega or your ass Daisy Ridley and I like both y'all decide one day you know what I'm going to go out for, the, for this part in Ryan's film and this, this, this film that he has you know I'm just going to give it a, give it an old college try you know we did Star Wars together there should be no bad, bad blood I hope y'all go in there and kill the audition and then Ryan looks at his producers or whoever is helping to make the film he's like no they ain't loyal and that's it and that's all it should be y'all don't deserve better when Paul was on in October I gave him the floor to explain his problems with, with The Last Jedi and he made some valid points but those were his opinions. How he created them was completely his own design, you know? I love The Last Jedi still. Call me naive. You were probably like, well, you didn't even know there was three Star Wars films originally. So what? I was 12. Oh, grown-ass men talking about my childhood is ruined. Luke Skywalker never... Try to kill another Jedi. Y'all know what stress and anxiety is? Yeah. You do? Luke Skywalker would try to kill another Jedi. Or try walking away from the Force and hiding from his problems like a normal human being. And they'll even say, Oh, well, well, Mark Hamill said that he had issues with his portrayal before, before the movie came out. Okay. And then Mark Hamill quietly walked it back once he saw it again on the big screen. And he was like, you know what? I didn't love the way that the direction my character was going when I was shooting this. But he's like, you know what? I stand behind my, what we did on the screen. Mark Hamill said that. So hopefully you ain't got to go through that. But y'all don't hear me though. 
Let me see. I bet you Mark Hamill said something recently about Ryan Johnson. I don't wanna I don't wanna crash on the parade, but it seems like Oh, apparently Oscar Isaac jumped in on that shit about uh about uh Ron Johnson not being a good director and there being issues. He he says, let's see, it says the article goes on to offer what Oscar Isaac felt like when shooting The Last Jedi, which is similar to John Boyega's own thoughts. The characters are very frustrated and it felt that way. You felt the difficult energy energy of those scenes figuring that stuff out. Daisy Ridley actually goes so far to say she cried and breathed sighs of release when she heard J.J. Abrams was directing Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, not Ryan Johnson. The director brought a comforting sense of structure and security. Boyega says he's glad that Abrams will get to finish the tale beginning of Episode 7. Even as a normal person audience, I wanted to see where that story was going. I, I give up. All you crybabies, please go to the movie theater here in a few days and enjoy your victories. I want to be excited for this movie, but I know ultimately with all this Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson backlash and all this rewriting that took place and George Lucas consulting, I know they're going to... They're not going to stick the landing for me. And that's disappointing. Because I really wanted to see where the story go went after Last Jedi. I was really happy with Force Awakens. Do not get me wrong. Force Awakens is a fine movie. But it was a new hope. Last Jedi is a great movie. Because it took chances and it went in a bold new direction that other Star Wars films had not gone before. And now they're going to roll all that back, smooth it all out, and be like, we're sorry, Star Wars fans. We're going to fix everything you didn't like about The Last Jedi and wrap this up story nicely in a nice little ball for you. Please forgive us. We will never let Ryan Johnson direct the movie again. Fuck Oscar Isaac, Isaac too. Heather's going to be mad at me for saying that, but whatever. Whatever, man. Actors are allowed to be have their opinions about their directors, but again, for them to throw the man under the bus three years later and then continuously jerk off J.J. Abrams, it's it's frustrating for me. Maybe I don't care about Star Wars enough. So I think I I think like to think of myself as a pretty big Star Wars fan. But maybe I just ain't on the right level. Maybe maybe I'm just a young Padawan and maybe I just need to stay down here instead of fucking with y'all grandmasters and shit. <sighs> y'all getting my damn nerves. Anyway, <laughs> this has been an angry episode of Hyphen Nation. Raiders and Ron Johnson and Star Wars and big gaps of me being exasperated. I do want to take this time to remind you that a Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com And also by Mark Rob, Written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus, showing Mad Love Robinson. TheMarkRob.WordPress.com Again, that's the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.WordPress.com um, there's a couple things I want to throw in from two episodes ago about Creed. What was it I wanted to say about Creed? Um, oh, the montage. That's the main thing I wanted to get to. The montage sucked. That whole desert thing. With him running in front of the Jeep and the, the secret society of boxing in the desert. That montage was stupid. <laughs> Just thought I'd get that in there real quick. Hyphen Nation is brought to you on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Radio Public, wherever podcasts are um, casted, you can uh, listen to us. 
And if you can't find Hyphenation or one of the other great shows in the Hyphen Podcast group on your favorite podcast listening platform, let me know. And I'll be sure to fix that for you. And while you're there on your favorite podcast listening platform, or mainly if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, hit me with that five stars. Give me some reviews. If you give me a review, I'll read it on the air. I don't care if it's good or bad. I don't care if you're like, this guy doesn't know anything. And he always always Googling stuff. And he can't remember people's names from five seconds ago. And blah, blah, blah. And I, I hated The Last Jedi. I hate this guy. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's fine with me. Whatever, bro. <laughs> it's nothing to me. I promise you. Um, But if you say that, I'll read it. And make sure that you uh, review and uh, I just said that. Make sure you uh, subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend so y'all can talk about hyphenation, the water cooler. Fully expect y'all to be talking about my thoughts on the Oakland Raiders and The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker and fanboys, Star Wars fanboys, the water cooler tomorrow. It's completely cool. Um, so, yeah, please make sure you're taking the time to do that. And make sure you let people know about the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Okay? Okay, Cupcake? All right. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. That's right. Always got to do you. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Tell your loved ones how much they mean to you while they're still here. Call your mom, call your brother, call your sister, call your father, hug your kids, tell them how special they are, hug your spouse, uh, hug your grandmother, hug your grandfather, call your uncle, call your aunt, call your cousin, call your cousin twice removed from marriage, call your your brother-in-law if you if you want, um, call your godparents. Just just make sure you're having those letting people know, man, because you never know when it's their time to go. You really don't. So try to make every moment special, unless they're toxic and you don't fuck with them and then don't talk to them. I'm not talking from personal experience. Drink. Okay. Try to have genuine, nice interactions with people. You never know what the next woman or man is going through. And your kind words or your kind intent could save theirs could save their life or someone else's. You just never know. So try to have genuine interactions with people. It can go a long way. Words of wisdom for today. You know what? Don't let your... Try not to let your mood ruin your day. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I kind of did that today. Because we went to go see my dad yesterday. Whole family this time. Aaliyah and Angel was with us. Was with us. Like there's two of me. Was with me when we went to go see him. Had a nice evening with him and we came back today. And I'm normally in the back with Aaliyah. Angel's driving. She gets car sick anyway. She's normally piloting. I'm in the back with Aaliyah. And then just after this summer with the vacation trips and going to Jersey for the wedding and then coming back down and everything else that we did this summer, I just dread long car rides in the back of that car. And it's not Aaliyah because Aaliyah was pretty damn good on the way down and way back. I can't be mad at her at all. I just hate being stuck in that car and... It's not that long of a ride, but man, by the time I got out of that car, I was like, man, I'm just in a pissy-ass mood, and we had to make a couple stops um, before we got home, and I really let that shit dictate my whole mood today, and thankfully, I wasn't rude or anything, but Angel could tell something was up, and I don't want to be a little bitch, be like, you know, this tired riding car, like, we made that trip so that I could see my dad for, before Christmas, that Leah could see her grandfather, the Angel could see my dad. You know, this these are trips that are important. This is These are the times we all wish for, you know? I don't want to be that guy to be like, no, we're not making this trip because I don't feel like it, you know? 
and then something happened. You can't take those chances. I'm very grateful for the fact that Angel cares enough to make sure that we get to spend that time with him. And she even went out of her way to make a gingerbread cake for him for his birthday because we missed the birthday trip back in October. So we took this gingerbread cake down to him. And we, we just, all four of us, I think we had a really good evening last night together. It was really nice. It wasn't earth-shattering or anything, but it was it was just a nice time. And however much time I have left with Dad, I'm not going to get that back. There's no instant replays. Every time that Patti LaBelle song, Somebody Loves You, came on. Not every time, but I remember one distinct time that Patty was singing that line about what an instant replay of yesterday and then she carries it and mom was like ain't no ain't no instant replays girl I was like shit she ain't wrong there ain't no instant replays case in point I'm happy about the time I got to spend with dad with my family last night Ain't no time that I can spend with mom, with uh, Barbara or Bonnie. Bonnie never got that time. With either one of them. Mom's time with them was very limited. Barbara was very limited. It was just time. You know? Don't let your attitude ruin your day. Like, it's okay to be mad about certain things and deal with them, but... There's plenty of times that I know that I could bring work home with me and just all the stress and everything else. But I really try to make sure I leave work at work. So when I get in the door, I am can bring positive energy to Angel and Aaliyah. And I, I just didn't have it in me today, man. And I feel bad. I don't think I've ruined anyone else's evenings, but I definitely know I wasn't bringing positive energy. And I just let my feelings kind of dictate the mood, man. So don't don't be a hyphen. <laughs> Listen to hyphenation, but don't be a hyphen, man. Don't let your moods ruin your day. That's the words of wisdom for today. Look, I don't have much time, all right? So let me just say something real quick. My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah. That's Cash the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip hop, horrorcore, and the juggalo culture. So yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button, okay? Got that? Cool. Now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. <sighs> if you want to contact me, b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com. That's b hyphen at gmail.com. B hyphen on Twitter, hyphen universe on Facebook, and the b hyphen on Instagram. If you want to go through hyphen podcast group channels you can do hyphen podcast group at gmail.com hyphen podcast group on facebook hyphen podcast group on instagram or hyphen pod group on twitter and that's how it's done uh we're rounding into the bed man i gotta get i gotta get marcus on the horn man we i've been trying to call him well i i've messaged him and said i'm going to call you and then i just haven't called him I'll try to get him in here a few more times. I want to get at least two because we got to do numbers on the board. We're going. I'm going to try to do at least two more with him. Three more would be ideal, but it's already mid-December, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, two would be perfect before we get to the new year. 
Um, what else do I like to tell you? Oh, man. Apologies to Markel Faults, man. We ran out of time. We'll have to catch you next time, Markel. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. I can tell you that, uh, after I watched TLC tonight, I was ready to probably curl up and go to sleep, but I came down here and did this for y'all. So you're welcome. I came down here and gave y'all an angry podcast about Star Wars and the Raiders. <laughs> it gets no realer than that, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why they pay me the big bucks. And I may be buzzed lately. I don't feel buzzed, though. Oh, I know. Appreciate each and every one of y'all to listen to the show. As year number three draws to a close. Coming up on the fourth year hyphenation in January. I should be somewhere in the... If I was on schedule, I'd be like nearing episode 250, I believe. Let's see. 52 and 16. 117. 150 some and 18. Yeah, I, I would have been hitting episode 200 probably months ago if I kept on schedule. So... Regardless, I appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen to the world's greatest podcast, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. It means the world to me for y'all to listen to me rant about the Raiders and about Star Wars fans being ungrateful because y'all are a bunch of ungrateful bastards. That's what y'all are. Y'all not inglorious bastards, y'all ungrateful bastards. Cake, cupcake. Doesn't mean the world to me. Hope y'all enjoy Rise of Skywalker and Getting everything y'all wanted in episode nine. God, I hope this movie just doesn't give any of y'all what y'all want. That'd be awesome. They just stuck with everything Ryan did. Like, you know what? Yeah, let's just tweak some things. We're going to stick with what he did, though. He's going to bring a different director. If they're happy to have the Ryan, uh, JJ back because uh, of his directing versus Ryan's directing style, and it's literally just a person-person thing, and the script really isn't that different, and they're not like, oh, by the way, Ray is Luke's daughter that he had, with, that he birthed into existence using the Force. <laughs> immaculate, immaculate Jedi conception. Oh, man, I need to get off here. Anyway, guys, I really do appreciate it. Each and every one of y'all. Listen to the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast. And I say all that to say this. Fuck y'all, Star Wars fanboy. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.